Hello, welcome to Queer Me Out, Chasing Tales, a podcast that brings you tales of epic destinations told through queer voices. I'm Harriet Rose, a presenter and DJ. Today, we'll be chasing tales about Barcelona with Carlotta Barrera. Carlotta is a fashion designer who made her debut for Spring Summer 19 with her collection titled The Matador and the Fisherman. The label aims to explore modern silhouettes and to create collections that reflect the classical techniques of tailoring and craftsmanship with a new design and visual approach. In this week's episode, we're heading to Barcelona with Carlotta and we'll be digging into her memories of the city, her first queer experiences and the many ways Barcelona has changed her outlook and perspectives. Queer Me Out Chasing Tales is a Gay Times at W Hotel's original podcast series. Welcome, Carlotta. It's so lovely to have you. Listen, I want you to tell me a little bit about yourself. Who, who is Carlotta Barrera? Well, I'm finding trouble trying to separate myself from the brand lately because <laughs> I work so much that it's like yeah. very linked. But yeah, I'm just a nearly 30-year-old girl that came to London and is living her dream. It's amazing. I've always dreamt of living here, having my own brand, and I'm not doing it. So, yeah, that's me. <laughs> we love to hear it as well. And still so young to be doing that, which is fantastic. Yeah, I started when I was 20, 27, 26, 27. Wow. I mean, I think that's... Let's just touch on that for a second, because I think... I mean, 26, 27 is so young anyway, but I think there is so much pressure around age, isn't there? For women especially, it doesn't matter how old you are. You can restart your career at any age. Absolutely. And like you say, you've been doing it for three, four years and look what you've created already. I mean, incredible. Yeah, I still think of the project as a little baby. Yeah, there's no age for anyone, literally. Anyone can do anything at their own time. You can start living your real life at 50 if that's what you want. Some people realise it's like 70, but... They're gay. <laughs> and yeah. you can't live your old life uh, the way you did if you realise something. I literally had no idea I was queer until I was like 21, 22. And I had no thought of it, I think probably because of deep repression. But like you say, it really matches with, you know, career and anything. You can really pivot and change and like get down to that next layer of yourself at any point in your life, can't you? Absolutely, yeah. Same as you, I didn't realise I was queer until I was like... 20. It was when I moved to Madrid because I grew up in a small coastal city mm. at the north of Spain. I didn't know anyone that was gay at the time. TV was not very, like, there weren't many mm. role models in that sense. So, yeah, it was very difficult for me to realise who I was. I was very bored during my teenage years. And then I moved to Madrid and I discovered myself and it was so much fun. And, like, I, I started living my, my real life. That's amazing. So huge congratulations on the launch of your Spring Summer 22 collection. How was the process for that? Obviously, it's been a pandemic, you know, there's been a lot going on. Do you have like a favourite piece in the collection? What does this collection mean to you? It was challenging, but it was so much fun. We enjoyed developing all the pieces of the collection. It's a great collection, but I personally love the knitwear. I did a lot of research on, on like vintage pieces. This collection is all about sports. It's the first time I do a sports-related collection, like fully. So, yeah. It was great. It's amazing as well to push yourself in that kind of realm because, you know, if you're so used to doing suits, which, by the way, I am a woman who loves to wear a suit, so I'm grateful <laughs> for your creations in the past. But, like, it's exciting to kind of move into a different realm. Was there a specific inspiration behind the collection or was it just in general you wanted to play with knitwear and sportswear? Well, I definitely wanted to do something new. That's why I went into sports. We wanted to explore 
the emotional side of sports, particularly football, and how it brings people together, um, creates communities and brings kind of a sense of belonging to a lot of people, both from playing and from watching football matches. I love that. Do you feel like in terms of fashion and you kind of expressing yourself in that way, do you feel like your queerness comes out through that as well? That's another form of expression of your sexuality or is it completely separate? I started doing menswear and I think having a feminine view in the way I, I look at men, it definitely impacts my work, definitely. And at the same time, I'm starting women's wear now. And there's a sense of closeness when I design for women that I don't have with men. So like I see men as somehow like Greek sculptures. Yeah, yeah. If that makes sense. Because <laughs> I don't have any, any, yeah. any sexual desire for that. And then I see women very closely. So it definitely impacts my work. Yeah, I've never thought about that before. The kind of romance element of creating something like, you know, in fashion or in the arts in general. And when it becomes, you know, sexual or romantic, it changes the energy of, like you say, looking at a sculpture and clothing that sculpture and then clothing something that is much more closer to you as a person. That's so interesting. Yeah. I'm going to sort of move on to the travelling vibe now, Carlotta. How does travelling make you feel? Well, travelling is one of my favourite things. I travel quite often for work. I mean, I'd always be hopping in planes if I could. I love it. I love travelling for work and I love travelling for pleasure. Any chance I have of, like, going away for a weekend, I will take it. And, of course, obviously you're you're living in England, but you were born in Spain. Do you go back and forth a lot? Yeah, definitely. I used to go to Spain quite a lot. I mean, not to my hometown so often, but, yeah, like to Madrid, where I lived for six years before coming here to London. Yeah, I used to travel a lot to Spain. So I got a really nice balance between the warmth of Spain and, and my life now in London. And I really, really missed that during the pandemic. Really, really missed it. Well, we're going to go into Barcelona a bit more because obviously we're talking to you about Barcelona today. Yep. The food in Barcelona, just quickly. Amazing. It's amazing. Food in Spain in general. I mean, you can't go wrong, can you? (laughs) We're going to get ourselves warmed up first and we're going to do a little quick fire round. Are you ready for this, Carlotta? I am. All right, flip-flops or sliders? Sliders. I'm wearing Birkenstocks now. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's you're a fashion person, so (laughs) no surprise there. Advanced packing or on the day? On the day, dangerously late, actually. Oh, my gosh. I'm quite shocked by that. I don't know why I'm quite shocked by that. Room service or eating out? I love eating out, yeah. (laughs) Um, Going out, out or chilled vibes? Chill. I'd normally go for a good cocktail or wine and an interesting conversation rather than, like, full-on party. Nice. Um, Live out of a suitcase or unpack in the hotel's wardrobes? I always unpack the first day in hotels because that way I I can imagine I I live there. Yeah, and you can enjoy your clothes a bit more. Yeah, it's more about the feeling of I'm here now because whenever I see a suitcase, it's like, oh, I have to leave soon. Oh, my gosh, yeah, that makes so much sense. (laughs) Then you can feel like you're moving in. Very good. Okay, we're going to jump into some Barcelona-specific ones now um oh I think I know what the answer to this one's going to be footy or festival vibes I'd go with football I've been researching football a lot lately for this collection yes and I have a lot of memories linked to it from when I was a child I remember my grandpa used to watch football a lot and I remember like eating at home and like playing around and there was always the sound of the tv with the goal thing and yeah football going on I've never played football. I'm really bad at sports. But <laughs> I love I love going to a bar and, like, drinking a beer while everyone is cheering at football and 
I never know who's winning. I have to ask someone. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I mean, we've all been there, but you can still enjoy that vibe, can't you? Like you were saying, in Barcelona, you were there when the Euros were on. So, I mean, to have that energy and that vibe, you can just immerse yourself in it without even having anything yeah, to do exactly. with it. Yeah, exactly. I always say that I want to buy one of these T-shirts that say, I only want everyone to have fun. Oh, that's so but, lovely. Yeah, I find it really funny related to, to football. But yeah, it's such a fun thing to enjoy, going to a bar and like leaving the ambience of, of it. I think it's such a powerful moment. All right, paella or tapas takeover? I enjoy good paella, but I'd go for tapas. Like, I love sharing food around the table, and tapas is the synonym of that. Tapas are usually the prelude to sobremesa, which is one of my favourite things from Spain. Oh, what's that? Sobremesa is, I mean, we always do it in Spain. Like, you eat, and then when you finish eating, you sit down there, like, having coffee chatting still with the food around the table yeah so you can have little nibbles every now and then i do that every single day of my life to be honest <laughs> you're spanish now basically yes <laughs> i'm trying um picasso or flamenco picasso always picasso mm, cocktail or wine both i can't choose i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> um and the gothic quarter or las ramblas the gothic quarter it's magic oh. love it yeah it is it is amazing go into a little bit more about Barcelona tell me a little bit about your first time in Barcelona and, and what actually brought you there because obviously you're a resident of Spain you grew up in a smaller area of Spain right and then moved to Madrid yeah. and what would you say is your most memorable trip to Barcelona I think last one yeah definitely yeah. I went back to Spain this summer to visit family and friends and it made me reconnect a lot with who I was in Spain it made me enjoy a lot of the things I missed I kind of forget that I'm Spanish here I fall into into this habit of eating quickly and like running everywhere and oh, forgetting yeah. what a tomato tastes like. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what a tomato tastes like in England because <laughs> when you go to Spain and you taste a tomato, I mean, it's a different, it's a whole different vegetable. It is, yeah, definitely. So yeah, I reconnected a lot with these things and with myself and with the food, the Spanish culture. And I think Barcelona fell right in the middle of that. And it was so comforting and, and revealing at the same time. Let's dig into some of those memories. The Gothic Quarter, have you got any good stories or memories of being down there? I've recently been in Barcelona and I had an amazing time there. It was a couple of months ago and we went for a walk after dinner and everything was completely empty. It looked like a ghost city. We got ourselves a crepe and sat down to enjoy it in like this beautiful plaza, Plaza del Rey. It's a 14th century medieval square in, Amazing. in the Barrio Gotico. And it was super silent. And suddenly we started hearing like a lot of noise coming from the streets nearby. And when we came out of the, of the plaza, we saw an insane amount of people, like the streets were packed. And it turns out we forgot it was the Euro final. So oh. <laughs> there was a lot of Italian joy and British mourning that yeah. night. Yeah. Was it good energy, though, to just be around so many people, eating and drinking, kind of feeling back to that normality whilst you're also in a beautiful hot country? It was, yeah. It was a breath of, of fresh air, I think, after all of this. So many lockdowns made it very difficult this year. Yeah, man. Oh, gosh. <laughs> As it's your city of choice, what would you say Barcelona means to you? It's freedom, definitely. Sun, 
and warmth in every sense. Yeah. Do you have lots of friends there or when you go to Barcelona, is it more of a explore the city vibe or do you actually know people there? I know people there, but when I travel, I quite like walking around with my headphones on or just listening to conversations. <laughs> yes, love a bit of people watching. Being a bit noisy. <laughs> yeah, of course. And it's nice to kind of have different areas that you can visit because Barcelona's got that perfect energy of fast paced but incredibly relaxed because it's like a city and it's got the energy and the clubs and the nightlife, but also it's got the relaxed side of it. Yeah, I think that comes with being a coastal city. Yeah. I think every city that is by the coast has that sense of easiness to it. I was going to talk to you about a little bit more fashion base. Have you ever launched a collection in Barcelona? No, I haven't. I would love to, though. Um, I didn't launch anything, but I, now I'm remembering. I had the pleasure of receiving a, a prize in Barcelona three years ago from Modafad, and it was, it was an amazing experience. It was up right after I presented my first collection, The Matador and the Fisherman. Mm. I had recently graduated from London College of Fashion mm. and I spent almost two years working on that. So like going back to my country and receiving a prize for that was was such an amazing experience. Well, they were obviously very proud of you, which is wonderful. So this podcast is obviously, as you know, called Chasing Tales because we're searching for the places that give us the best stories. Tell me one of your favourite tales or moments or memories from your time in Barcelona. Like one of my favourite things to do in Barcelona or any city is waking up early, going for breakfast out and then spending the day out. Like it happens to me a lot in Spain. I wake up, I meet someone for breakfast and then we decide to go for a walk and then have a vermouth. At Vermouth yes. time. Yes. Oh, what's Vermouth time? Is this a Carlotta thing or is this an actual no, it's Spanish not. thing? <laughs> it's a Spanish thing. It's probably my favourite thing about Spain. Like Vermouth for you and for everyone is a drink. But in Spain, we go for Vermouth, which is just meeting friends and meeting people before lunch. Our before lunch time is 2pm, by the way. I love Vermouth. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's meeting, meeting people before lunch and then you end up eating something, going for lunch, and then coffees after, and then maybe a gin and tonic. Yes. And then sun leads 2am. Yes, this is what I love. We go from food to drink, to food to drink, to food to drink, and then we go to bed. This is my favourite. Yeah. <laughs> I have to ask, what's the fashion scene like in Barcelona? What do you think of it as a fashion designer? I mean, Barcelona has always been a key point for garment manufacturing in mm. Spain, especially for knitwear, which I love. I mean, sadly, it's disappearing day by day. But I see a lot of young designers there, like going back to local manufacturing, while also like having super interesting collections and, and points of view. So it's a really good city for fashion. And I know you're not a massive party goer, but there's a thriving queer scene in Barcelona. Do you think it looks to be the kind of place where queer clubbers can have a relaxed, easy time? I think Barcelona is a very open city in that sense. And there's a huge variety of places to go. Mm. One great thing about Barcelona is that you can be chill in a terraza, like a terrace somewhere. And then one hour later, you're in a club. Like yeah. Just partying hard. And I think that's, that's a perfect city for that. Yeah, totally. And if Barcelona was a cocktail, what would it be? Um, I'd say a pisco sour. Maybe because it's one of my favourites. I'd mm. say it's it's kind of like the city. It's fresh and super interesting. Well, I've I've had 
plenty pisca sours by the beach in Barcelona. And I think it's an amazing drink to enjoy by the coast. It's so easy to drink and it brings me so many memories. And it involves egg whites, which I love, foamy and creamy and also sour at yeah, the same time. Yeah, I, I do it. love sours, yeah. I love the lemon and I love that it's just, it's so easy to drink. It's dangerously easy to drink. I'm going to have a hundred of them in about 10 seconds. Because <laughs> I've tried like a amaretto sour before, so I'm excited to try a pisco sour. I'm going to look for one now. Perfect. When do you first remember not having to remember being queer in Barcelona? Well, the first time I went to Barcelona, I was I was in high school, so I didn't know I was queer. But then the following times, I just, I didn't think of it. I think Barcelona is a great city in that sense. Like, you forget that you have something to hide, quote-unquote. Like, it's such a good feeling when it happens, and it's such a terrible feeling when you have to hide it. I think meeting friends, meeting new people abroad that are thinking the same things or like different things, but like aligned <laughs> with your beliefs. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's super important and it makes you feel at home everywhere you go. And what do you think it is that makes you feel safe as a queer person, specifically in Barcelona? Like, is there something about that city other than it's just welcoming nature that really makes you feel safe? It's so multicultural and open that there's an instant sense of like belonging. So there are lots of people from Barcelona, from any other place that go live there. Um, a lot of tourism, which makes it easy to just blend in. In terms of travel in general, how have you used travel to better yourself and or the world? Um, I've been traveling since I was a kid. I've been mm. very lucky. I always say that the greatest gift my parents have given me and my sister has been taking us on trips since we were little and I've continued mm. to travel. Yeah, I think it's such a gift, like you can give to yourself or to anyone, the gift mm. of time and, and a different location. It's just, it's the perfect gift. When you were younger, you didn't know you were queer until you were in your, in your 20s and then you lived in Madrid and then travelling back and forth and visiting Barcelona. Is there something about the city that maybe has changed you as, as a person or in terms of your fashion or just in your life in general? Well, I've had different experiences from all the trips I've done to Barcelona. But I think the last one was, yeah, it was very revealing since I think I'm in a very interesting place right now in my life. I'm reconnecting a lot with, with myself and I'm growing quite a lot lately. I've been growing since mm. I started the brand. Like, I became yeah. an old person instantly. Like, you have so many responsibilities that, <laughs> that you yeah. have to be, like... Yeah, it was kind of overwhelming at, at 26. So yeah, after all these years working here in London, it was full-time job, just reconnecting with myself and with everyone in Spain. That trip to Barcelona felt, yeah, as I said, right in the middle of it. And I don't know if it changed me or I changed during this last month. And Barcelona was there while I changed. So it was interesting. Yeah, that kind of transformation was able to be open and shown when you went because you were there at that point and you were in such a welcoming place, I guess, right? Yeah, I guess cities and people, everything feels different when you are in a good place. Like, I'm in a very 
um, emotional mood lately. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel see. you. I feel you. <laughs> it's not surprising considering the, what the world's been going through, and also the fact that you've been in a sort of constant high stress situation with your work. You know, for such a long time. Yeah, I feel like I'm welcoming everything that comes and embracing it and enjoying it. Nice. So, yeah, it's a it's a very good place to be. That's amazing. And I know that you also. Um, slightly unrelated to travel, but just talking in terms of you being back in Spain, I know that one of your collections recently was supporting a soup kitchen in Madrid. Yeah. The profits were going to that, which is wonderful. So you must feel that pull taking you back to wanting to support, you know, the people in your home country as well. Yeah, that that was a fundraiser. That was that was an amazing project. We collaborated with artists and local shops in Madrid and we launched a small drop of T-shirts to, to support the local commerce after the pandemic. And we donated Amazing. all the profits to to soup kitchens. It was it was our way to just go back to working with friends and family and supporting the local shops that we love. And we would love to do a second drop in London or uh, Barcelona or somewhere else. We would absolutely. Love I feel it. like Barcelona would be an amazing one. It would definitely be. One. I feel like that's got to be the next one. We're already arriving at the final question, which is: What three pieces of advice would you give to someone or a queer person traveling to Barcelona? I'll start with: Be free and forget that you have something to hide because you really don't. Because sometimes, mm-hmm. like we double check if a place is safe for us, which is such a sad thing to do. But yeah, first of all, forget that you have something to hide. Second, enjoy yourself, enjoy the city, like get lost. I mean, I love walking at night through the Gothic Quarter. It's such a magical mm. place. It's, it's even melancholic, like there's no one there. It's so silent. It's so beautiful. Anyone queer or not queer can do that. I definitely recommend it. And I think your third one could be get going to Vermouth or what, what do you say? Go yes. and get Vermouth. Yeah, actually, yeah, that would be the third one. Yeah. Start with Vermouth and just feel free to enjoy the day and yeah, let go. Forget your clock. Yeah. I've just realised I've been saying Barcelona the whole the whole time and I, I find it really hard to switch accents. <laughs> yeah, because Barce- it's Barcelona, right? Barcelona. In, in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. Oh, see, look, I'm basically Spanish, babe. <laughs> you are. I'm basically Spanish. Come to Barcelona. <laughs> no, it's really wonderful to hear from a Spanish person who's not necessarily from Barcelona, but has visited there so many times to get those insights, but also to get the Spanish side. Be like, go and do these Spanish things because they are so important for the culture, like exploring the Gothic Quarter, exploring the streets, but also going and having your vermouth moment with your pan con tomat and the constant eating that comes after the 2pm. I mean, I'm living for it. I can't wait to do it myself, to be honest. Yeah, I guess the most important thing you have to do when you go there, any place in Spain, but but Barcelona, is just forget that time exists, basically. Yeah. Just like enjoy, enjoy the weather, the, the streets and, and the people. I love that. Carlotta, thank you so much for joining us on Queer Me Out Chasing Tales. It's been a pleasure. I can't wait to visit Barcelona, get myself a, what are they called? A pimento sour pimento pisco pisco sour pisco sour get me a pisco sour (laughs) i I can't wait i can't wait it was a huge pleasure harriet thank you so much and good luck with the rest of your future collections and make sure everyone goes and checks out the current one because it's spring summer 2022 very exciting very new and we hope to see you soon thank you so much it was lovely harriet it was so good chatting with the stunning carlotta barrera Next week, we're chasing tales in Rome with Kenny Carpenter. 
Queer Me Out, Chasing Tales is a Gay Times and W Hotels original podcast series and is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review and tell your friends. Be sure to follow Gay Times and W Hotels for the latest events and happenings around the world. If you're planning your next trip to Barcelona, be sure to follow W Barcelona on Instagram for all the latest goings on. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can find me at I am Harriet Rose and our wonderful guest Carlotta Barrera at Carlotta Barrera. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.